dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Angela Yee is running late. Come on, Charlemagne. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Word is born. I'm a little tired tonight. This morning. This morning. You ain't what I'm saying? This morning. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know. Because I stayed up late last night because I was watching my Uncensored on TV One. Well, actually, I started watching TV yesterday at 7. I was watching part two of the Aaron Hernandez special. Okay. Then I watched uh, my Uncensored on TV one. Then I stayed up to watch the season finale of The Shy. Mm. So needless to say, uh, I, I'm I'm sleepy right now. My goodness. But if you have not seen that Aaron Hernandez special, Lord have mercy. I seen mercy. part one. I ain't seen part two yet. So don't say nothing about it yet. Man. And I didn't finish Shy. I fell asleep on the Shy. Well, let me tell you, Aaron Hernandez was a allegedly gay, gay right, gang banging, correct. Serial killer, correct. <laughs> NFL player with CTE. Yes, that's Jesus all that. All that. He checked off all the boxes. All the boxes. I don't know how to feel about that though. Like I don't know what the point of that special was, other than it being tragically entertaining. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they was trying to get off with that special. Well, does the family get money off the special somehow, some way? Maybe. I have no idea, and it didn't make me feel any sympathy for him. I guess. I mean, but they, I, I, don't, I know. don't know. I don't know what if was they the were point of that, that special. Mm. Maybe they were just trying to clean up his name a little bit, you know what I mean? Because he got kids and they don't want the kids to think that their daddy was just some psychopath. Right. You know, so maybe that's where the whole CTE and everything came into play. But I don't know what the point of that special was other than it was tragically entertaining. All right. Okay. All right. Well, shout out to everybody again from Hampton University. I spoke at Hampton University over the weekend. And then yesterday, uh, or Saturday, I should say, I was in Chicago. Now, I haven't been to Chicago in, in 10 years. Hey, you go to Chicago yesterday and don't watch the season finale of the shot. Jesus I know. I, try, I hit Lena Waithe. I was trying. I was looking for the bodega that I could uh, actually take the picture with, but she didn't hit me back and let, let me know where it was. I wanted to take a picture out why there. You by the shot. ask somebody. I'm sure people in Chicago know. Like, why you, yo, where the bodega that uh, little dude got killed at in the shot? But I wanted to speak to her because I wanted to make sure I could go in that area and take a picture. I didn't want to go in the area and be a, a, a war zone. Oh, listen, how you know Lena got the pass for you? <laughs> Lena, I, I, was, I was asking. Lena might be getting the pass to be in there. right, but I was just going to ask her. I okay. wanted to know. All right. All right, but, but shout out to everybody in Chicago. I had a great time. It was St. Patrick's Day uh, Saturday, so it was ram-packed. I ran into Safari. Safari came to my club over the Safari weekend. Safari was in uh, Chicago celebrating St. Patrick's Day? He was. He had a show, and so he, he, oh, yeah, he's yeah, booked yeah. up. Yeah, y'all a couple. <laughs> yeah, that ain't normal. Well, he had y'all a show. just randomly happened. For, yeah. First of all, what Negroes get booked for St. Patrick's Day events? That ain't. Ain't no black people should be getting a, a book for no St. Patrick Day. My events. last name is Casey, so they booked me My immediately. My last name is McKelvey, and I still ain't never got booked for no St. Patrick Day <laughs> well. event. I had a day. I had a day party. He had a night party. Came through my day party. I came through his night party. I'm sure you did. See, I'm sure. You know what? I've been thinking about you night and day. I'm what thinking song? about what? you. You know what? So I'll be sure. I know Negro. it's I'll be sure. Drop man. one of the cool I'm for I know. Records. I was y'all original beige god. All right, when we come back, we got front page news. Yee is not here, and I'm not prepared because I thought she would be here. Oh, we got a guest this morning, too. Uh, Judge Faith Wright. 
That's not her huh? name. Judge Faith Jenkins? <laughs> That's not her name. <laughs> you were so confident with that. Judge Faith, right. Judge Faith Jenkins will be joining us Judge next Judge Faith hour. Jenkins. Hello. Good morning. And also, we have a new family member joining us this morning from um, Killing, Texas. Did I say that right, producer? No. Hmm? You didn't. Well, what is it? I don't know, but I know, it ain't, I know it ain't Kill em All, Texas. I ain't say Kill em All. I said Killing. You said Kill em All. Oh, Kylin. Kylene. Kylene. Yes. We're all over the place this morning. Well, thank this you, morning. Colleen, Texas. Thank you for uh, putting this little ghetto-ass, trash-ass show on in the morning. We appreciate you. Where we at now? 85? 85. 92.3 to Z, the number one for hip-hop and R&B. Colleen, Texas. Yeah, shout out to you guys. When we 80, come back, 85 markets and growing. That's right. When we come back, we got front-page news. Powerball tickets. Somebody won. Hopefully, as you will tell you about it. And also, Cirque de Soleil, one of my favorite things to watch. Somebody fell to his death. I'll explain it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right. Now, uh, NCAA, I don't know if you guys are watching, but uh, let me tell you what's going on on the 22nd and 23rd. 22nd, Kansas State takes on Kentucky. Chicago takes on Nevada. Florida State takes on Gonzaga. Michigan takes on Texas A&M. All right. On the 23rd, which is Friday, Villanova versus West Virginia. Texas Tech versus Purdue. Kansas versus Clemson. And Syracuse versus Duke. What you got? Your, who you got your money on this year? I don't know what's going on. I haven't paid attention at all. Me neither. Uh, what, what is it? The Sweet Sixteen now? Or what yes. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Well, congratulations to everybody in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Clemson is a South Carolina team, but I don't root for Clemson because I'm a University of South Carolina type of guy. Okay. But you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Syracuse. I mean, I'm a Hampton University guy, but they never go this far. So I, I mean, I go with Syracuse because they're from New York. All right. Now, Powerball ticket, one was sold in Pennsylvania, and it was worth $456 million. Now, the cash value was $273 million. Could you imagine winning that? Uh, I thought about it on Saturday, because as soon as I left the gym, I went and actually go, went and played. Did you get any numbers at all? I don't know. What were the numbers? Uh, 22, 57, 59, 60, 66, and the Powerball was number seven. I see all these numbers on my ticket, but they're not in the order I need to win. I do have a Powerball. What do you mean, not in the order? <laughs> oh, you mean Because I got a 22 on here somewhere. I, bought, I played five numbers. So I got a 22 in one number, a 57 in another number. What was the other numbers you named? 59, 60, 66. Do you got any Powerball 7s? I do have the Powerball 7. All right, well, the one with the Powerball 7, you got any of those numbers? The 7. What? 27? You know what? I'm not messing with you. I got the Powerball 7, and I got a 27. There's no him. 27. Oh, well. I whatever. said 22 and 57. Well, I won $3, nigga. There you that's go. You got all, that's all I'm trying to tell Congratulations you Congratulations to you. Give him okay. a round of applause. He won the $3. You never know, all right? $3 is good for something. Now, uh, Cirque de Soleil, that's probably one of my favorite shows to take the kids and watch. But it seems like an acrobat fell to his death over the weekend. He was performing in Tampa. He was doing one of the ring things, they said, where he was holding on to the ring and he spins up in the air. He's been with the company for 15 years and they don't know what happened. He just brutally fell to his death in front of everybody. It was a live show, so... They rushed him to the hospital, but they didn't. He didn't make it. That's got to be traumatizing for people that were there uh, and saw that happen. Absolutely. I always I never understood why they never had anything protective, like a net under it or anything, a harness. And I'm sure they got to sign something that says uh, this is all on them because they got to know the risk that they're taking, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm sure that Circus Soleil wouldn't uh, be held responsible for the deaths of any of the people in the circus. Yeah. All right. Well, and that's your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad weekend and you just want to vent, or maybe you had a great weekend. You want to spread some positivity. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and die. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. 
We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Hello, who's this? This is Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. I am very mad at you, DJ Izzy. Why are you mad at me, mama? I was going to get married in January, and my sister started emailing you to come and DJ at my wedding, and we had a budget of, I don't know if you would have done it, but we had a budget of $5,000. Those days we would on a DJ, and you did not respond to her at all. Wow. You need to get new management, Envy. Well, you know they what? just leave we, we five grand on the table? Yeah, we, well, we would have charged more than that. But we don't we don't do weddings, mama. I'm sorry. Just we, we usually don't do weddings. I, I think I did one in the last 10 years. I just I just don't do weddings. It's, it's always a lot into doing weddings, and the time amounted for me to stay is usually what I don't do. But I, I'm sorry he didn't get back to you. He definitely should have got back to you, mama. What do you got to play at a wedding? You only got to play one song at a wedding? You got to stay there four hours, five hours. For one song? You got to, well, now you got to play the reception. There's a, a bunch of different things you got to do. I don't remember what, what happened. happened. Yeah, what is the wedding? It is. It was January 20th, so we already got married. Oh, well, congratulations. Maybe an anniversary. I, I'll DJ anniversary for you guys or something, but I'm sorry, mama. I was drunk at my wedding. Now that I think about it, my man D-Nice D did DJ my wedding, but I don't remember what he did. What the hell do we pay D-Nice for? Now that I think about it. No, nah, I mean, you got to DJ the songs that come out. And you got to DJ the song with the with the bride and her dad. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I only remember one or two songs. And then you got to play the reception. Now, you're yeah. there for four or five hours. That's a lot of time. So for me to be committed to that time, I got to charge you. And I can't charge people like that, so I just don't do weddings. True. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Jabari from Detroit. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Damn, I just want to say it's blessed, man. We all work. I'm a young black man. No kids. No, no criminal record. Y'all stay up out there. Get your money up. Okay, brother. Why you don't got no criminal record, man? You ain't trying hard enough. No, stop it. Uh, no, my parents, I grew up in South Africa. We was missionaries, you know what I mean? My dad just instilled in me to help everybody every day, bro. Well, congratulations, sir. All right, brother. Uh, stay up, y'all. Keep doing y'all thing. You too. Hello, who's this? What's good? Envy, this is Rajan, New Jersey. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man. I'm just mad about a couple of things. Go ahead. co-workers this morning, they're not working. We out here pushing this water for the spring. Water's heavy. It's, it's bad out here. But the real reason that I'm mad is I hit a pothole in my BM. Oh. Two crack rims. Oh. Two flat rims. On oh. The other side. It was ugly. It was ugly. Yeah, it, it could always be worse, sir. Yeah, it could be worse. That's why I'm still blessed. I'm still out here. Well, to, to be honest with you, I only like to say, I don't know anything else to say in moments like that. Like, if it, when, when everything's bad, you like, it could be worse. Well, do you got tire insurance, bro? Nah, I had changed the rump flap to put some regular tires. You know, I had no spare. I had to leave my joint in the hood, come back the next day and get it. Man, well, oh, that's how you feet, know bro. he had a 1996 BMW then. He said B- he said BMW, but he ain't tell you what year. What year was it? Uh, 07, 650. I got the title in my pocket, Charlamagne. Yeah, yeah nobody feeling it. He got 11 I'm, years I'm, old, I'm, but it still I'm, run. That's all that matters. Yeah, it still run clean. I keep it clean. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I keep it clean. Hello, who's this? What's good? Amy, this is Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Get it off your chest, bro. Oh, yeah, I'm blessed this morning because it was a great night for TV last night. Uh, can you drop one of Clues balls for the shy and Charlemagne's license at one time? Jeff, you don't tell us about it, though. You just, just say it's a good oh, show. Oh, no, 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 I ain't going to tell y'all about it. Oh, I, I saw the shy, brother. Oh, yeah, I seen both last night, and both of them was good. But I know Envy ain't seen it. He told, I heard him this morning talking about he ain't getting nah. to sleep on it. I'm going to watch it. I ain't going to talk about it. I'm a- but I'm mad at Revolt, man. I don't know what's going on, Revolt, man. I talked to y'all Monday, they ain't add that. And I talked to y'all Friday, they ain't add that, man. What's going on with Diddy and Revolt? Well, we on the air now. Uh, what, 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 what it is when all of us aren't here, because, like, Envy and Angela uh, weren't here, I was just here. So when all of us not okay. here, we don't come on Revolt. Yeah, I was in Virginia right. Friday. All right, all right, I definitely feel that, man. Y'all have a good day today. All right, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass up. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up, MV? Hey, Trav. What's up, Trav? Not much, not much. What's up, Charlemagne? What's up, sis? How are you? How was the weekend? I'm doing good. Is my boo there yet? Where are you? Nah, she late. She had a, um, a, an event in um, Puerto Rico last night, a benefit concert, yeah, and her flight got I delayed. So she'll she be here late, I'm sure. What's up, though? Okay, okay, okay. I'm just calling to talk about, um, I'm, mad at my, I'm mad at my cousin, man. Who's your cousin? And I, I, I've been mad. Her name is Tadisha, and I've been mad at her. She's she from Camden, actually. What's she doing? I've been, um, I've been mad at her for like a good little minute because we all, me and all my cousins went to go see Black Panther. I've been like this about a month ago. Okay. So after Black Panther, she went to like Family Dollar and bought these T-shirts and put this little quote on them with these little ugly letters and this little ugly iron-on African thing, and she's been selling the T-shirts, right? Mind you, the T-shirt's only like two bucks, and she's been selling the T-shirts for like thirty dollars. What's wrong with that? Why are you knocking her I mean, hustle, Trav? What's wrong with that? If it looked like a thirty-dollar T-shirt, it's nothing wrong with that. Trav, why are like you knocking her hustle? We're, we're writing on them. Well, people are buying it. They see what they buying. No, but she mad because she want me to. But no, she, no, the family been buying them because she been going on a tirade about people not supporting her black business. <laughs> well, first of all, you should be happy that she's trying to make a way coming from Camden, New Jersey. That's number one. And number two, never claim your family from Camden, New Jersey. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with her. Like, I'm just saying, just don't be trying, don't be getting mad at me because I don't want to buy a T-shirt that looks a mess. That's all I'm saying. Support her black business, Trav. That's not really a black <laughs> business, but support her black uh, entrepreneurship. Thanks, Trav. She, she got a little business. Hello. Yo, Envy, what up, man? It's Lorenzo from Brooklyn. Lorenzo, man. Get it off your chest. Yo, what up, Charlamagne? What's up, my brother? Everything good with you, right? She all right? Yeah, she be nah, in a little bit. You better not talk about the shot. I know you want to talk about the shot. Don't tell us about the shot. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not. Um, I just want to say, man, <laughs> you know, that was a good season. You know what I'm saying? We blessed to have that season. And, um, you know, everything that's coming out now, you know, I need all of the shows to be like that. I need it to be the things to be unexpected. I need everything to be nice and fresh, man. And Charlamagne, yo. Yes. I have a few ideas, man. I'm trying to get next to you so I could throw some ideas with you at the wall. You know what I'm saying? I'm and all, get your uh, opinion on them. I'm always down to hear some new ideas, my brother. Yo, so how do I get in touch with you one on one? You know what I'm saying? Go to my go, go to my Instagram and email the uh, email the the, the the email in the in the Instagram bio. All right, I got you. All, All right, right bro, my brother. I'm going to hit you up. Look forward to speaking to me, man. I'm Lorenzo. Yes, sir. And the reason all those ideas like the shy is so fresh is because they're letting young black creatives actually do their thing and the white people not getting in the way. Salute to Lena Waif, creator Absolutely. of the shy. Hey, Stephanie, get it off your chest. I just want to say that I went to the Salt Bay restaurant on Saturday, and it was really bad. It's not worth it. You went to Salt Bay's restaurant. What did you like? I didn't like it because I ordered my steak medium well, and I got it, like, bloody. It was bad. Yeah, who eats medium well? You shouldn't be eating medium well. When you go to those type of restaurants that, that you're supposed to get the texture and taste of a steak, it should be medium the most. But, but, but would the Salt Bay throw some salt on your steak, or he wasn't there? No, he wasn't there. Oh. That was disappointing. I ain't gonna lie, though, man. I, I, I No disrespect to Salt Bay. I just can't go nowhere where the, his his thing is salt. Like, salt has been killing black people for years. All right? <laughs> All right? I'm sorry you didn't like it. I mean, the menu's mad small, too, right? Yeah. It was not worth it. And I love you, Charlamagne. I have your book. I'm waiting for you to sign it one day. I will, baby. We got, we got to figure that out. 
If, okay, if, I follow you on Instagram. My Instagram is Mala Stephanie. All right, I'm going to follow you, but, you know, I'm going to follow you for as long as I can until assault kills you, okay? Oh, my goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We'll find out who applied for an MMA license. It might be going down. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Angela Yee quit or she's still working? Nah, she was in Puerto Rico for a fundraiser and she was supposed to get back at 5 a.m., but the flight was delayed. So she should be landing in the next 10 minutes and then bringing her ass to work. I doubt it. All right, but let's get in some uh, the rumor report. Little Zan, he running. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report Talk to him. with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Lil Xan pissed off a lot of people last week when he said Tupac's music was boring. Hmm. It was boring music. He said it was boring music, and then he said that the press, the media, he they kind of mixed up his words. The media twisted my words. I think Tupac is a legend. Tupac is definitely a legend. They just twist your words, and they want you to hate me. Don't hate me. Positivity. I don't care if Lil Xan thinks that uh, Tupac's music is boring because music is subjective. What I disagreed with and why he got donkey today is because he gave Tupac a two on the clout scale. If right. you know what clout is, that's power or influence. There's nobody more influential than Tupac Shakur. Well, he was in uh, California over the weekend, and some high school students didn't like what he had to say. He chased his ass right up out of there. Like, he had to run to the police, like, please get me out of here. See, there's a bunch of little kids who was uh, in the house and riding in the car with their parents while they was playing Tupac, keep your head up, and Tupac, dear mama, and Tupac, I ain't mad at you, and they know the importance of Tupac. There was no physical fight, but he ran fast. He ran to a YMCA, and this is why he said he ran. They're saying I am a for the police escorting me away from uh, a group of 20 people that wanted to jump me. You can call me a all you want. I am not a gang-banging rapper. Am I supposed to act hard? Am I supposed to not with the police because I'm a rapper? Oh, wait, I have to, huh? Because that's what cool rappers do, right? Dropping the clues bonds for Lil Zane. I mean, he's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, he said, I'm not, I'm not about that life. Like, 911, what's the emergency? They're about to jump me. It's not like he running around here acting like he's Takashi 69. That's true. Okay, like acting like he can't get touched. Takashi 69 cannot run from anybody. No, he can he have police escorts. But Lil Zane can. Right. Yeah. He sure did. Now, let's talk Floyd Mayweather. Now, um, there was rumors that he applied for an MMA license and was ready to fight. And they caught up with him and they asked him about it. This is what he had to say. Did your team apply for an MMA license to fight? Not yet. Not yet. But um, everything takes time eventually. We're going to apply for the license, and hopefully we can fight. Okay, they said it might take you about three months training. I mean, I know you train hard. It'll probably need a little bit longer, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, even if it takes six to eight months, whatever it takes. We want to make sure that everything is done correctly and everything is done the right way. If Floyd Mayweather don't sit his 41-year-old ass down, if, you, if you're worth over $500 million and you're 41 years old, why do you want to get in the MMA ring? I, 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 I don't know. Either two things are happening here. One, Floyd needs the money. He's having some type of money problems and he needs the money. Two, the fight will be rigged because if they was really doing MMA, McGregor would wash Floyd money. Maybe, maybe we'll see that. I, see, wash him. I, I thought about the money situation too, but he's been buying to me. Like he just bought a jet. He just bought a new crib. If the money was crazy, he would stop. You can't be that boy at 41 years old. I laid on the couch all day yesterday mm -hmm. and my knee was hurting. I don't even know why. 
I didn't even do. I wasn't even doing nothing. I was sitting there reading the book. I'm reading Michael Bennett's uh, things that make white people uncomfortable. I'm reading the book, and my knee was just hurting. I had to go take a nap because my knee was hurting. I had to take a nap because your knee. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I know. Now, now he also talks about his fighting skills. You know, my wrestling game is is not that bad. On the scale of from one to ten, I would say it's probably a seven, and I think we could take it up to like a nine. Uh, of course, my hand game is on the scale from one to ten, it's a hundred. And the kicking game on a scale from 1 to 10 is probably a, a 4. So we have to uh, tweak a few things then, take things to that next level. Same way McGregor looked like an amateur in the boxing ring, Floyd Mayweather will look like an amateur in the MMA ring. I don't care if he trains for eight months to a year. It's just a different ball game. But you'll watch it. No, I won't. You're not going to watch it? I mean, maybe. Yeah, if I'm going to watch cause it. Because I, I want to see Floyd Mayweather really get his ass kicked. That's about it. But they're not going to let Floyd Mayweather get his ass kicked. The fight going to be rigged. Just like they didn't let McGregor really get his ass kicked. Like, if you watch that fight now, watch it in slow motion. A lot <laughs> of pulled mo- punches from Floyd Mayweather Jr. against they Conor McGregor. They ain't want to hurt him too bad. A lot of pulled punches against mm. Floyd uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Conor McGregor. Just go back and watch it. All right. And lastly, April 7th. April 7th. Write that down on your calendar. That's uh, Charlemagne the God Day in Columbia, South Carolina. Well, Cardi B is going to be performing on Saturday Night Live. Okay. April 7th. Also, special guest is Chadwick Boseman. South so. Carolina's own Chadwick Boseman. Drop one of the clues bombs for Chadwick Boseman and Cardi B. So April 7th. Salute to Cardi B. Make sure you tune in Saturday Night Somewhere Live. right now eating the chopped cheese. No, I think she's eating Chick-fil-A actually right now. Uh, yeah. I just saw her tweet that. that offset, she eating Chick-fil-A? That offset bought her some Chick-fil-A, but there's nothing like chopped cheese or something. Chopped cheese on a bagel. What y'all New Yorkers be eating? Chopped che- cream cheese? Chopped cheese, man. Chopped, what's the thing called? Chopped something. Chopped meat and cheese. I don't know, man. All I know is it ain't nothing better than Chick-fil-A with uh, a chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit from Chick-fil-A, okay? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we have a judge in the building, Judge Faith Jenkins. We'll kick it with her next hour, all right? So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club, and we got a special guest in the building. Judge Faith Jenkins. Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you all for having me. I'm great. Now, the first thing when I saw you on the schedule, I said, this young lady going to have, she's going to make so much money in the future because she's a nationally syndicated judge, and they make a lot of money. Judge Judy does. does. Judy does. She is is the standard. So if I can get to, like, a fraction of what Judge Judy does, I'd be very happy. That's right. It's just been on for how many years now? This is our, Judge Judy? Yeah. Oh, like, almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah, she, court left... Mm-hmm. And then they found Judy. Judy was a judge here in New York. And they found her, and she brought the court back. So she was the only judge show on the air mm-hmm. when she started, and she built an audience based mm-hmm. on that. And when she started getting these great ratings, that's when they ran out and got Judge Mathis mm-hmm. and Judge Maybleem and put them on the air. I love all of now, that. Now, is that stuff yeah. real or is it fake? Uh, it's real. These it's are real, real cases, yeah. They're real cases. Real cases. We find them. People have filed lawsuits across the country. Mm-hmm. So we go in. We have runners that go into courts and read the case files and make copies and send them to our producers. And then we call people and say, hey, would you like, instead of court in New York, hearing your case, why don't you come on the show? We'll pay for your airfare. You come on and let Judge Faith hear your case. And do wow. they agree to be on there also? Like, do you get like a fee? There's a small appearance fee, right. but it's oh. the, the decision is actually binding. So they agree to binding arbitration. So if the plaintiff has to pay $500, does the TV company take care of it or no? Hell no. No, you trying to give me some all our secrets today. When I first saw the name Judge Faith, I thought mm-hmm. you was like a religious judge. Like you did like spiritual court or something like that. 
aren't you cool? Oh, you know, that's interesting, but no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just, just regular small claims court, mm-hmm. all kinds of cases. Now, now walk me through it, because you were a criminal attorney. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I didn't go to college, so I don't know nothing a about this. A criminal prosecutor. How do you go from criminal attorney to judge? Like, walk me through the Well, process. I started out, I was a prosecutor here in Manhattan mm-hmm. in the DA's office, and before that, I worked for a really big law firm doing civil litigation. Mm-hmm. So I just had a range of experience, and what happened is the George Zimmerman trial mm-hmm. happened, and I covered that case for all the networks every day. Um, CNN, like a journalist, HLN, reporter type thing? As a legal analyst, oh, okay. analyzing the case because I just left the DA's office where I prosecuted uh, crimes here in the city. So, um, and I always say, once you go to the DA's office and you learn what really happens mm-hmm. in Manhattan, you never look at the city the same again. But, um, and so they called me after I did that trial and said, you know, we saw you on with Al Sharpton one night and Bill O'Reilly the next night. If you can handle both of these audiences, we think you could probably have broad appeal to do a nationally syndicated court show. So I never thought about it. Oh, they mm. came to you. They did. That's they called amazing. me. I never thought about it, but I said, well, you know, this seems like a something interesting that I should look into. And I watch all the shows. I love the shows. Did you have to go f- for more schooling to be a judge or you already had all the degrees you needed to be a judge? No, it's just experience. Okay, it, okay. I had civil and criminal. And so it was just based on the experience. What are your thoughts on public defenders? Having worked with a number of them in the city, they get a bad rap a lot of times. But here's the problem. They're often so overworked. Mm -hmm. They have so many cases, such a high caseload. But every public defender I've worked with has been really dedicated to the cause. The problem is they are understaffed. They're underpaid. They are overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And they don't have the resources of the state behind them. So it's already set up initially giving the state an unfair advantage because we have all of these resources to prosecute cases. And they just simply don't have the resources. But when people say, I don't want a public defender, I want a real lawyer. I've heard people say that. Absolutely. They are real attorneys and the hardworking, dedicated people, but they simply don't have the resources and they're so overwhelmed. What do you do when you have 300 cases on your docket? Can you you return all your phone calls? Like you said, it's it's an unfair advantage built into the system. So it's meant for the person to lose because you said the state has all the resources mm-hmm. but now the public defenders don't. They just, they simply don't have the time or the resources a lot of times to invest what they really need to invest in cases, which is why I always say there's rich man's justice and poor man's justice. Right. If you can right. afford to have a dream team, your chances are, would you, my, my law school professor asked me this when I was in school, would you rather be rich and guilty or poor and innocent? Rich and guilty. Because you, you, you know, there's so much that you can do right. when you have money and you can go in with your dream team and, and you have a great advantage in our system. That's a great point. And I wanted to ask you, because you're a criminal attorney, how do people represent people they know are guilty? Like, I think of the movie Devil's Advocate. You ever seen mm-hmm. Devil's Advocate? Yes. Why do people, like, how do you represent somebody you know is guilty? And I thought about this when I was watching the OJ case the other night, too. Well, it, it, it goes back to a public defender. Don't you want everyone to have an opportunity to be represented? Mm-hmm. Everyone should have that opportunity, right, to have representation. No. So are we going to start deciding, well, this person is guilty. They shouldn't have a lawyer. Who, who gets right. to make that decision? Me. So everyone. And so but as an advocate, <laughs> it's our job to simply put forth a case. Now, personally, I was never a criminal defense attorney. I was a prosecutor. Right. Mm-hmm. When I started, Angela, I thought, I don't want to be a prosecutor because I don't want to lock people up. Right. This is, but this is really important because everyone wants to be an activist now. You have to understand, prosecutors are the most powerful players in this system. If you really want to make a change, you want to make a difference, they need people with different backgrounds, perspectives. So it is a job. 
you have a duty to give people representation because you don't want to start drawing a line in the sand and say this person deserves it and that person doesn't. But also, people need to understand that a prosecutor's job, that, that's something you really want to look into if you really want to make a difference mm-hmm. is because a lot of times what happens with your case depends on who gets your case. That's mm-hmm. You remember Plaxico Burris yeah, here in New York? Himself. See him all the time. He got two years and he shot himself. Right. Right? In in New York. We have cases. I had a 17-year-old with, with a loaded gun. Whoever gets that case, you have a lot of power and discretion to make decisions about these cases. And that's why I say this is a really important job that people should consider so when you you're have, trying to... You have the power to offer them a deal. Yes. You have a power to recommend yeah. a certain sentence. Yes. Sometimes more than judges. What to charge But is, is that <laughs> fair? With? You know, because let's say you have, a, let's say, a white prosecutor attorney that is not from the same place that these individuals are from and don't know anything, you know? Like you said, you were from Harlem, so you seen what was going around in Harlem, so you kind of understood a little bit. So it's kind of scary if you have somebody that doesn't know anything about me, doesn't know about my community, and just says, okay, he has a gun, he's a hoodlum, I'm going to give him four years. That's why she says it's an important job for people to look into if you want to be an activist. Well, if you want to make a difference. Make a if difference. you want to make a change, mm-hmm. then bring your perspective to the table. Have a seat at the table. Mm. And, of course, to answer your question, yes, it's scary, but that's what happens. That's how a 17-year-old in New Orleans gets 40 years right. because someone doesn't have empathy. Someone doesn't care. And so, yes, it is scary. I had colleagues who would get that same 17-year-old girl who got a probation, in my case, some of my colleagues would have tried to give her the deal that Plaxico got because that was our standard plea agreement if you got caught with a gun two years. I, I, yeah. I agree everybody should have the right to a lawyer, but sometimes you see some of these crimes and you're like, why waste taxpayers' money? Like the guy who shot up Parkland High School. Absolutely. F him. What do you mean? Get the right to a fair trial and a lawyer and all but that. For I know. I know. No, not, no, no, we saw that's a different. Like, those are scream cases like yeah. that. Yeah. If I take my lawyer hat off for okay. a second, I agree with you. I'm like, why? Or this? He's 19 years old. Even if he gets the death penalty, he's going to be in prison for 10 years, waiting for that to happen. Maybe 15, based right. on the way appeals are, and taxpayers are going to pay for it. Exactly. It just seems patently unfair. But the Central right? Park people, they thought they were guilty. The lady pointed them out. And if there was no trial... But they deserve a lawyer. That's different. But see, but, but the issue confess. is... Right. That was a whole, was not, you know... Yeah, it was crazy. See, here's the problem. Like, when you start drawing that line, mm-hmm. saying, obviously, this person is guilty, he doesn't deserve it, it's just that line just is going to keep getting moved. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's just better, you know, have your representation, have the due process and and go forward with it. You have it. to go right. across the board with everything. You do, because if, if your theory happens, the people who will be impacted the most will be our people. Mm-hmm. It will be people of color in the system. And they already have so many um, issues stacked up against them already. So I, I just... You know, you just have to stick with the the due process yeah, as we right. have it set even up. Even with the Central Park Five, they did admit they confessed to something, but they were forced to do it. Right. right. And so imagine you're like, okay, they said they did it, so they don't deserve a right. lawyer or anything. Exactly. Well, I understand that, but there I'm talking about the ones we like see visibly. We didn't, you know, Central Park Five is a little sketchy, so that deserves representation. Right. They did the shooting. We, nobody's seen it. There's no video. Yes, we didn't just say it is. Go to sleep. Listen. But, 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 but what Judge Faith is saying is right. If you're going to do it, to you have to be across the board because then they'll say, well, we saw this, we saw that, and maybe, you know, you just have to, I guess, when you set a standard, that standard Everybody has to apply to Right, we'll do process. We got more with Judge Faith Jenkins. When we come back, we have to discuss the Zimmerman trial and what's the craziest case you had on TV. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Judge Faith Jenkins in the building. Charlemagne? Listen, with have the Zimmerman trial, you covered that. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to be black and be objective in that situation? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I can't speak for, for all black lawyers who spoke out about the case on television, but I was asked to give an opinion mm-hmm. on the case. And so every day when I watched it, I watched the trial. It didn't matter if I was on Fox News or CNN. Mm-hmm. I gave the same opinion. I didn't change for, you know, the different network that I was on. And it, it was my legal opinion based on what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And I said on TV, I think that George Zimmerman is guilty and he should be convicted of this crime. But trials are not about the truth, mm. especially a jury trial, because there's what actually happened and then there's what you can present in court and trial. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things mm. in a lot of cases because jurors won't know a lot of the background. Right. They won't know a lot of information that we knew, for example, in the, in the Zimmerman trial. So you have to keep that in mind. And attorneys know when you're when you're doing a jury trial, a lot of times it's about the emotion and you you are putting it all out there you are acting in front of these jurors and and it's it's you know you're becoming angry mm-hmm. and you're making these insinuations you, they won't say it but you know this was a black kid and he was in a hoodie what if this was your neighborhood mm. so um a lot of that was going on mm-hmm. in in the Zimmerman trial and they were in a bubble and so i think that my opinion was based on globally what I was hearing and reading about George Zimmerman in that case. As a criminal attorney, do you see how he got off? Yes. What were the holes in the case? I think that it was more so about implicit bias and fear Mm -hmm. based on Trayvon being this, this, this young kid walking in this neighborhood, and they were able to plant seeds in some of the jurors' minds that you know, you could understand why Zimmerman was afraid when you have been to. Mm. Which is crazy because he didn't seem afraid when he was pursuing him. He definitely didn't seem afraid. they told him not to and to leave him alone and let him walk. That doesn't indicate fair to me. Right. That indicates that you are fair. Well, that was the argument. That was, situation. That was right. the state's case. Mm-hmm. The reason why the case went to trial was because he, he followed him and he shouldn't have. Did you happen to watch that OJ confession last week? I did not watch it, but I've read about it. Was it a confession? <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, it was a hypothetical. That's what people are saying. All right. <laughs> but but why would anyone ever think that that was a good idea? I don't know. Like, even to put it out there know. as a hypothetical. That's crazy. Five? It is crazy. Do you think they should amend the Constitution <laughs> for double jeopardy laws when it comes to cases like this? <laughs> <laughs> you think OJ did it? I do. Duh. I do. Yeah. There's some just, people don't think some it. people some people don't right. still, but you I mean everything that happened with his blood being at the scene and the glove oh, and the LA. slow car chase in LA, the slow speed car chase. Yes, I do. Were you happy I just, he got off? At the time, I it was you know, I was in Louisiana at the time. I was in school and I will tell you that was um that was a, a, a case, a trial, and I wasn't Really, I wasn't a lawyer then or anything like that. Like I said, I was in school. So, yeah, like in middle school, right? No, <laughs> I was in college. What? No. Yeah, yeah, it was my first year of college in '94. Yes, yes. Stop looking at her age, man. So, and um, I just remember being in Louisiana, and it was it was the most 
a racially divided time at my university. So they brought in TVs to our student union to watch the verdict. They brought into our class too. Yeah. yeah, to watch the verdict live. And all of the black students gathered around on one side and the white students on the other side. And it was like what you've seen across America when the, when the verdict came in. Yep. All the black, black kids, kids cheered. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was innocent at the time. So I was like, yeah, you know. And people had this, we won. For once. Yeah, for once. And then later on in life, we realized OJ didn't give a damn about black people. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) What? And I hadn't really followed the case then. You know, I was in school. So, yeah, that was pretty divisive at our at our university. Uh, now, now let's talk about you because I need to know what your diet is, how much water you drink mm-hmm. a day because you're 57 years old, clearly. <laughs> Not <laughs> Not 57. <laughs> from what we just heard, you're 57 and you look 19. Like What's happening? I just drink a lot of Fiji water. And is that Fiji? <laughs> yes, there it you is. go. Yep, there you go. Just is. finish that. You'll be good. Are you a <laughs> vegan in any way? No. In I'm from way. Louisiana. I eat everything. Yeah, you pork and all. Pork and everything. No stress? Like, what is it? I mean, I've had a, I, I, yeah, just, I just, I try, I try, Angela. I've always just been like a good student and I go to work and I sleep. Stop it. I need sleep. Mystical comes on, shake sleep that ass. <laughs> 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 back in my day, I did have a time or two where I, you know. Yeah. Sissy Noby comes <laughs> on, you go crazy. Now, as a judge yeah. on TV, what's the craziest case you've seen so far? It was a case out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was a real, like, filed case in Atlanta and a guy who walked into my court looking like a deacon from church. He had on a suit and a, and a boutonniere and all this stuff. He was suing a young lady. He was probably in, in 50 years old, and mm-hmm. he was suing a young lady who was 21-year-old college student because he paid for services. The sex. Yeah, and she didn't give it to him. And so he and filed he a, a lawsuit. Deacon? He got got. And he wanted his money back. He wanted his money back. She and so when I when I got the the write up, I said this can't be real. <laughs> there, I mean, I must be missing something to this story. This was a loan, right? That he's suing for or something like that. No, I went out there. No, he's oh, like, I, I paid her. I can't remember now, like two hundred and fifty dollars, maybe. Did she have to reimburse Judge? Did she have to reimburse So that was the craziest case. Well, a. Technically, that's a prostitution case, mm-hmm. okay. and that is illegal. But he did pay and, for services. But he did pay for services, and he, he did, did not get them. And she right. could get in trouble, However, too. she could get in trouble, too. However, there's a doctrine in court. We, we call it the doctrine of clean hands, which means when you mm-hmm. come into court, you can't sue over an illegal transaction. Right. You can't mm-hmm. sue over a bad a, a drug deal that went bad. Mm-hmm. You didn't get all the stuff you wanted mm-hmm. when, you, when, you, when you bought the stuff. So you got to ha- handle that in the streets. Like, you can't bring out. it into court. So I had to throw it out. Mm-hmm. But I was just shocked that... A, not only is it court, but it's also on TV. And and he had a daughter her age. It was just, That's I just crazy. thought it was crazy. But yeah, that was our that was my first season. I, I've just never gotten over that. All right, we have more with Judge Faith Jenkins. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Judge Faith Jenkins in the building. Charlamagne? I'm always interested in how God moves people because you said that you weren't even interested in being a judge. I wasn't. So when that seed was planted, what made you be like, hmm? Well, because, you know, oftentimes I say God's plan for our lives is better than our own because Mm -hmm. I had my own plan. And when I got this call, I thought that it was a sign that I was supposed to do something bigger than what I was doing. And, you know, they called me and the show wasn't sold or anything like that. They just had this idea. Mm -hmm. And when it happened, 
And it just goes to show you when you're doing your job and your work, you always want to be doing the best you can do because you never know who's watching. I always say mm-hmm. that, yeah. You never know. Even and if it, you hate your job, make sure exactly. you do a great job at it because yes. you have no idea who is paying attention. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea where your colleagues are going to end up next. So you always want to, A, do well. great work and treat people right. Absolutely. What's your passion? Overall, um, at first, I love the law, so anything I do that's law-related is is great, and I love the show because we help a lot of people. I mean, we if you watch, we have fun, we laugh, mm-hmm. we cry, but we also help a lot of people mm-hmm. because they come on the show, and $800 may not be a significant amount to some people, but to some people who come on the show, it's all the money they had, and mm-hmm. they were cheated out of it. So we have people who come on the show who've never been on an airplane before we fly them out and it's an experience my show is not just about the law i'm passionate about the law but we do so much more than that we we help a lot of people and then beyond that you know my speaking engagements that i do now mm. to go and and talk to college students mm. and kids like that is something i'm really passionate about i heard you a fire because, speaker somebody really? I, yeah i did see that oh. somewhere oh okay well that's nice you just spoke somewhere like on March i did keynote yeah i did um the keynote for women's history month at um where was i i was in was it Tennessee? I heard rumblings of that speech. Of everybody okay. was, I saw some people talking about it. Well, it's important because I don't remember when I was in school having someone like me come to speak. Right. And so it's so important. I know you all do this all the time, but it's so important for people to see someone like you as a realistic role model. A black woman. And that you can, you can do this. And I tell them my story. If I can do it, I had no connections. My parents didn't graduate from college, um, so we didn't know anybody. And I'm from Louisiana. And if I can do this and have this journey that I've had, then you can too. And, and that's just my message. So I tell people about my story and how I ended up with this show in L.A. And wow. I feel like I'm just getting started. Now, you're a Miss America runner, a runner-up? Yes, tell I was. Tell us about that. Yes, I was. <laughs> tell us about that, Miss America. You still look a little Next. hurt that you didn't win. You could tell. Yeah. Actually, Judge Faith Jenkins is winning in many ways. So tell us yeah, about that. Didn't win that competition. I did, it's true. I did not. It is, it, that hurt. That was tough. <laughs> Who won? Who won? Miss Hawaii. Miss Hawaii. Uh, Miss Hawaii. You hate Hawaii I said I'd now. never say that name again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, everything happens for a reason, yeah, right? Yes. Well, I had to say that at the time. At the Absolutely. time, it sucked. Why do you think you I lost? was like, I don't know. I felt like I should have won. So you were the last one. And they brought, both of y'all on stage together. Yes. And then they went to, oh, that's foul. I, you know what? I that said I so never want to have a I'm moment sorry. like that in my life again where I am on stage in front of millions of people and they decide my fate. And I have to smile <laughs> and it. hug yeah. the other person who won. <laughs> and hug. And I was happy. I mean, you know, I wasn't a bad sport at all. Wow. But I just, you know, afterwards when the cameras went off, tears were just streaming down my face because I worked so hard and it's what I wanted at the time. But I always say, you know, my mom told me at the time she said uh, God has something better for you than Miss right. America I was like well what is that you know if, because at that time I was like well this is pretty awesome you know I want to do this but as I looked at my journey because I went right after I was Miss Louisiana so I went right back to school and I got my law degree and as I look at my journey and where I ended up I couldn't do what I'm doing now without the experience without going back to school right. getting my degree and this is as my mom said better than that until, in my opinion until you doing a trial case and you lose in, in front of everybody in the courtroom. That happens. Wow. It, it happens. You cried in? No, uh-huh. no, because it, it it happens. I mean, it's just a part of a, a part of your job. You don't win every case you have, and and you know, just like in life, yeah, you know, you have things that happen, and and 
Somebody gets a second chance. It must be, it was a good day for them, apparently. Now, Mrs. Me, Hawaii, said, Mrs. Uh, Hawaii comes up in your courtroom, right? <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Angela. I love Angela. <laughs> so, um, do you ever want to be a singer for real? Like Singer? Mm-hmm. You sing? That was my talent, Miss America. Yeah. Oh. That was my talent. She won for the singing. Thank right. you. Come on, give us a little something. Give us a little something. Give us a little something. I don't, I don't sing song. anymore. I haven't, I haven't like... I'm sure that's why you lost the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I was good back then. Okay, you have to okay. keep the vocal cords worked out. <laughs> that's the problem. I then became a lawyer and I stopped singing. <laughs> I thought, I can't do both of these things. Uh, no, I didn't. I, that was my talent. You know, I was, I was pretty good back then. I did win the talent competition. What did you sing? Regina Bell's version of If I Could. It was originally done by Nancy Wilson. Um, but yeah. I, I saw you excited on uh, Instagram about the Queens of Court promo. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have a relationship with the other judges? Like, do they embrace you? Or are they like a fraternity? Like, they keep you on the outside for now? <laughs> sorority. Um, sorority, I would sorority. love to meet them. I The only other judge I've met, I've met uh, Judge Mathis. Mm-hmm. I think he's so hilarious. He's too. so funny. Yeah. He's so funny. I watch him all the time. And I met Judge Mathis and I met Judge Maybelline. No Judy yet? No, but I've been invited over to meet her. I'm I'm still scared of well, Judy. Well, Maybelline is divorced. I don't court, know. Right? She seems a little mean on TV, but I don't think she's Yeah, she's probably going to be really nice when I meet her, mm-hmm. and, you know, certainly she doesn't see me as any competition. She's she like, be, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just means good people when they do dumb stuff, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you're, you know what yeah, I mean? She's, she's people out sometimes, though. She, but she just set the standard. Like, she, she is, you know... She is the standard. You know, she's the number one show in daytime TV Absolutely. by yeah. far. Absolutely. I mean, so you, as long as Judy's successful, court will always be around. And your name is on the show. That's kind of that's a big deal because it's like people's court, divorce court, but then Judge Judy, Judge. Yeah, Prince. yeah. That's a big deal. You pressure? know, it's pretty good. No, I don't feel pressure. Woo. No. We look forward to watching it some more. Or Judge, Judge Faith, Faith Jenkins. Jenkins. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Thank man. you. It's syndicated, so just check your local listings mm-hmm. and follow my my Instagram, Judge Faith Jenkins, and we post about the show, clips of the show, so you can watch some clips on there and then check it out on TV. Amazing, you see that plug? Man. It's syndicated. I don't know. It's she is, that's right. She is syndicated. Right. <laughs> I respect it, man. If we ever have a problem, can we come up there and, like, you know, maybe we want to sue each other? Well, um, yeah, I, I guess you could, but our cap is five thousand dollars. So, just what so you say? know, and we should take Joe Button on there. Joe Button, I have a feeling. Remember oh, that bet he made on there? That wouldn't be bad. <laughs> that so funny. Yeah. Can we bet. do that? Can we do that? And it was on the air. <laughs> Joe Button <laughs> made a bet, bet on air uh-huh. and he lost. And he, he hasn't paid up. A thousand each. That's okay, less than five thousand. <laughs> okay. And he still hasn't paid. Just so you know, I now that I've met all of you, I will still be fair and impartial. Okay. And judge according to the law. So you're welcome to come on. All right. And we have audio evidence. <laughs> if, we have audio if evidence. somebody says something on the air, that is binding in court, right? If he says, okay, I'll make this bet with you right now on the air. That's pretty compelling evidence, actually. Right. Oh. Yeah, because we get text messages. I get everything now from, you know, as evidence. So that's that's pretty compelling. Wow. Well, thank okay. you, Judge Faith. Judge Jenkins. Faith, man. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's salute, get to the, uh, salute to Judge Faith Jenkins mm-hmm. for coming through, dropping the clues bombs for her. 57 years old, doesn't she's look like that day old. over 22. She might be 40, 41. Doesn't look Maybe like day 42. over 22. She's 57. She's not 57. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Drake. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee oh. on the Breakfast Club. Now, you should be here in a second. Her flight landed, so she's on her way. So we'll see what happens due to traffic. All right. Now, over the weekend, it seems like a lot of things were going on with Drake. Now, they shot the video to his uh, record with the Migos. It's actually Migos' record, Walk It, Talk It. They had a cameo from Jamie Foxx. They shot that over the weekend. 
Also, Drake released his version of NERD's Lemon. All right, it was a remix. He actually did his OVO Sound Radio Pharrell actually did a guest DJ mix and they premiered it. Let's play a snippet of it. I get it how I live it. Wait a minute. I live it how I get it. Y'all don't really get it. I pull up in a lemon. Blocks get to spinning. Money 3D printing. Never had a limit. Never been religious. I just always had opinions. My daddy told me, listen. You better get some money and I die, go to prison. So you see. We're going to play the full version in the mix this morning. That's, huh? some, that's some sound advice. You know what I'm saying? His father uh, told him get some money and stay out of prison. Yep. This is some sound advice. Mm-hmm. Now, lastly, it seems like Drake is in Wyoming right now, and that is the same place Kanye is. And they said he's not just not doing a feature. They believe it's more than that. What? He's, what? Possibly doing maybe an album together. Uh, by the way. Why do people act like Kanye West didn't come on The Breakfast Club? What year was that? I don't even remember. 2015, Yeah, maybe? about 15, yep. 2015, and he said this. The Wolf song came from a conversation that me and Drake had where we was going to do an album together, mm. and the mm. album is called Wolves. So that's what we might be seeing now. That's, so that's far, the whole I thought, that wasn't the whole clip. The whole clip was like this was the, this is an exclusive. I'm giving y'all. We doing this album. Jesus Christ! Play the yeah. Got to play the whole thing. Let the, the whole thing breathe. The producers didn't put the whole clip. Jesus, in. what this? Is? But but nothing. But, but, nothing. But, oh, but, the moral of the story but, is Kanye West told us how many years ago was that? What years now? Three years ago. Three years ago that him and Drake was doing the album called Wolves. Mm-hmm. Now, also that uh, the artists that have been seen in Wyoming, Travis Scott, the Dream Nas, Little Uzi, Kid Cudi. So we'll see what this album turns out to be. All Seems Kanye's like he's usual ghostwriters, okay, which means he's gonna drop a phenomenal album. Collaborators is what they call Whatever. it. Whatever. All right. Now, BET, in partnership with YouTube, is bringing back Freestyle Friday. You excited? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, well, well this is what they're doing. They're getting a, a bunch of contenders from all over the country, and it's going to be like a rap battle. And then the winner will perform as the opening act for the BET Experience annual hip-hop show at the Staples Center. I don't know if I like seeing the, the, the rookies freestyle anymore. I don't know if I like seeing the amateurs freestyle. Like, you got to be really, 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 really good. Because the bar has been set very high by, like, the professionals. Right. You know what I mean? Well, they're going to be picking, I guess, the f- they're going to pick somebody from New York, Toronto, London, Los Angeles, I guess the big major cities. Yeah. They're going to pick one person that's dope, and then they're going to have a, uh, whoever wins that is going to be performing well, at I'm the BT experience. You think about, like, the Royce the 5'9 freestyle and mm-hmm. the Vice on and the Black Thought freestyle. Right. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I, that, that ball's set pretty high. There got to be some dudes that's still sp- that's spitting like that. Or close to. I guess. I don't know. Everybody's a rapper. But it got to be about bars, though. It right. can't just be about you, a song. The song. No. Or you, it, I want to hear real, real bars if it's going to be Freestyle Friday. And back, they did have some real lyricists on Freestyle Friday. They did. Back in the day. You had uh, Jen and you had uh, Poster Boy. What was his name? Poster, Poster Boy. Boy. Poster Boy. Um, That's only two I can remember. Poster Boy and Jen. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing a lot. I know I'm missing a lot of people, but that was such a long time ago. You know what? F it. Bring it back. Who cares? All right. Not going to hurt nothing. And that is your rumor report. Now, Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, we need O.J. Simpson to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. Oh, boy. All right. We'll give it to O.J. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. A rental? Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell us. I have become donkey of the day. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. 
Donkey of the Day for Monday, March 19th goes to Arenthal James Simpson, commonly known to the planet as the Negro who got away with double murder, O.J. Simpson. I'm at the point in my life where I just want O.J. to go away. I want O.J. to disappear, vanish. I want him to get so low that when he dies, we all say to ourselves, damn, I thought O.J. Simpson been dead. I have no idea why America is so obsessed with O.J. Simpson. Especially after what we saw last week with that uh, If I Did It special, it's safe to say that the j- judicial system got it wrong. Happens all the time in America, okay, after the family of Trayvon Martin. But the same way I don't want to hear from George Zimmerman, I don't want to hear from OJ. They are both two sides of the same sociopathic coin, and I can't believe either one of them are still alive. Honestly, I thought some, you know, white extremist would have taken OJ out by now, and I thought a gangbanger who's really about that life would have taken out George Zimmerman by now. But alas, neither has happened. Uh, yet, and George Zimmerman and O.J. Simpson sadly are still on the planet with us. Now, here's the thing I honestly thought. I really thought O.J. Simpson was innocent back in the day. I was in high school. I didn't really know all the intricate details of the case. I just knew, you know, the Rodney King trial had just happened and the cops who did that got off and every rapper I enjoyed from L.A. was talking about how crooked the cops in L.A. were, so I thought they was just trying to frame O.J. because he was black. Now, this is before I found out later on in life that O.J. Simpson didn't give a damn about being black. In fact, he said, uh, I'm not black, I'm O.J. Remember that? I'm not black, I'm O.J. Yes, so I wasn't one of those people who knew O.J. was guilty but was still rooting for him to get off because he was black. I really thought he was innocent. And one thing we can all admit now is that those of us who rooted for O.J. to get off for whatever reason were absolutely on the wrong side of history. Can you admit that, Envy? Yes. Yes, okay. He told you himself last week, hypothetically, Mm -hmm. during that did I confess special or if I did it special or did O.J. do it, whatever the hell it was, he, you know, he, he hypothetically admitted that he did it, and if uh, committing the double murders doesn't convince you that O.J. is a psychopath, then him doing an interview detailing what happened when he hypothetically committed the murders should absolutely seal the deal on his psychopathic status. With that said, why do we care what O.J. Simpson has to say about anything? Hmm? Hmm. Jason Point, the Buffalo News, the hometown paper of the NFL team O.J. once played for, played for. Uh, they did O.J.'s first interview since he's been home from prison. And, and by the way, I'm glad print journalism is back, but nothing beats video and audio nowadays, uh, especially at a time like this, okay? If, there, if there's video and audio of this, my team couldn't find it. But the Buffalo News asked O.J. Simpson about several topics uh, in the story published last Friday. And one of the subjects was on the good brother Colin Kaepernick. Drop on the clues bombs for Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buffalo News asked O.J. Simpson about Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem to protest police brutality. I repeat, the Buffalo News asked O.J. Simpson about Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem to protest police brutality. And O.J.'s answer was this. I think Colin made a mistake. I really appreciate what he was trying to say. I thought he made a bad choice in attacking the flag. Let's unpack that for a second. First of all, a rental. Uh, Colin did not attack the flag. Colin peacefully protested the flag, which he has every constitutional right to do. And he was kneeling during the national anthem to protest police brutality. See, attacking the flag would be Colin taking a knife and just violently cutting the flag to shreds. Okay, that would be attacking the flag. That's not what Colin Kaepernick did, OJ. That's what you and Charlie did when y'all killed Nicole Simpson and Ronald Goldman, hypothetically, okay? Peaceful protests and attacks are two different things. Colin didn't make a mistake. Colin knew exactly what his intentions were, and he did exactly what he intended to do, and that's bring light to a situation that needed to have some light on it. Now, if you want to talk mistakes, let's talk about the mistakes the prosecution team made during your murder trial. 
O.J. Simpson. Let's talk about the mistake the jurors made when they found you not guilty. Hell, let's talk about the mistake the police made by not taking Nicole Simpson's cries for help about your crazy-ass serious, okay? How can you, a man, how can you, all right, a man who committed a double murder and then wrote a book about it and then a, did, then did a TV interview hypothetically confessing to it, tell a man who was out here protesting police brutality they made a mistake, Right. I don't want to hear O.J. Simpson say someone else has made a mistake when he won't admit to his own. For all the kids out there listening, I don't want to be the moral police, but let's just say hypothetically, Colin Kaepernick did make a mistake by peacefully protesting the flag. Hypothetically, of course. Right. If I if I had to weigh mistakes, kneeling during the national anthem to protest police brutality or hypothetically murdering two people which mistake, hypothetically, of course, would you choose? What would you choose, Envy? Uh, kneeling. Okay. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Orenthal James Simpson, shut the F up forever. Please let Remy Ma give O.J. Simpson the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? Mm-mm-mm. Listen, kids, you can learn a lot from your mistakes when you aren't busy denying them. Absolutely. OJ will never learn from this situation. Not at all. He's too busy denying it. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, when we come back, shoot your shot. All right. If you want to shoot your shot with somebody, maybe a coworker, maybe a friend, maybe an ex, it doesn't matter. 800-585-1051. Tell us who you want to shoot your shot with. We'll do it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot. With the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Nick. Nick, what's going on, Nick? Not much, guys. How are you? Everything is good. Now, what's going on, man? Who you want to shoot your shot with, Nick? All right, well, uh, so I'm an Uber driver, and mm-hmm. I actually have this client passenger that I, you know, happen to take around a lot. And, you know, I've taken her home from work a couple times, and it's been really, like, nice. You know, we have friendly conversations every time. Like, we have a really good connection. Um, How but, are you getting the same person all the time? Well, I guess, you know, it's just in that It's in my, like, sort of neighborhood area. Okay, you know? I, I, I've and, seen that before. Sometimes when I call the Uber, the same Uber comes, but it, you could be stalking as it well. It looks, sounds a little stalkerish. Are you purposely trying to make sure she's in your Uber? I wasn't at first, uh, but I mean, I'll admit since since I've met her, you know, it's been a couple of weeks and I've been trying to stay like within range of her job, you know, hoping that, you know, I could maybe like connect with her for a ride because I just enjoy her company. It's been a few weeks and um, yeah, I haven't seen her. So I'm just wondering if I can. You probably haven't seen it because you've been you know? weirding her out every time she get into your Uber. So she probably calls your number, calls Uber, and when you pop up, she switches to somebody else. Or maybe she That's has mad, a ride to wherever mad, she's going or something. Mad negative, man. Shut up. <laughs> All right, but no. go ahead. So, so He has a point, though. So do you know if she has a, a man or anything? or I don't know anything about that. I, I, did, I don't think so. So what, you got her address. Why don't you just pull up to her crib? Do you, you guys, not. Do you guys have good conversation when she's in the car? Yeah, we do. I mean, there's not. I mean, she seems to really like talking to me, and I mean, it's it, it's just a good connection all around, you know. So what? I have no reason to believe that she's weirded out. What kind of rating does she give you? Um, I, she tells me that she gives me a full rating every time, five stars. How do you rate her? Five stars, of course. 
You know okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, let's... wait, wait. Is she always by herself or is there any indication that she's dating someone? Does she talk on the phone? You could tell a lot about people's phone conversations when they're in an Uber. Are they, is she calling her man like, I miss you. I love you. There's been no indication of that. Um, I haven't heard her talking to anyone. You know, it's just like her going home from home to work and, you know, she's talking to me the whole time. So okay. I don't. I don't think so. So what you're saying is she's pretty easy to kidnap. <laughs> wow, this guy. He watched too many movies, man. Yeah. All right, well, we'll call her when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Shoot Your Shot. We have Nick on the line. He's about to call Carly. Let's see how that goes. Hey, Carly. Uh, it's Nick. Nick. It's the uh, Uber, Uber driver, Nick. Oh, hey, Nick. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm good. Um, sorry to call you out of the blue. I just um, yeah. I, wanted reach, I wanted to reach out to you because it's been like a few weeks since I've seen you. And uh, I know, like, you know, I've driven you a few times here and there. And... Right. Uh, I guess I just, I wanted to say that I, you know, I really like enjoy your company and, um, you know, thought maybe like we could hang out sometimes. Well, you know, I, I, I live with someone. I, I do have a boyfriend. Uh -oh. uh, so. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Nick, sorry. You have a boyfriend? I'm sorry? Carly, this is Angela, um, MV, and Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club. Good morning. And uh, Nick was Hi. going to do a segment called Shoot Your Shot because he has a little crush on you. But, but he seems... decided to call Uber Pool instead of the regular Uber and bring us along with him. And uh, he got his shot rejected. Seems that Damn you're in man. a relationship. Well, it's not really rejected. I mean, I like his company, too. We have a lot. You know, we joke around. We laughed. And... Yes, I have a boyfriend, but it's just, it's not working out. It's getting old. Don't be a hoe. Don't be a yeah. hoe. Don't do that. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't listen to him. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I mean, what I mean what has your boyfriend done for you lately? I mean, I'm the Woo! one driving you around everywhere. Oh, my. And she's paying you. You ain't like you're giving Actually, her free rides. He, no, you're, he, I mean, you're, you're, you're right in some ways. Like, he's never home. I'm mm. always by myself. That's why, actually, I'm always calling Uber because he's never around to pick me up or take me to where I got to go. So. But what he won't do, the next man will. You know what I'm saying? This is like a new TV right. show for the love That's of Uber. Right. You, deserve, you deserve a man who's going to drive you places. Oh, my like, God. Uber I'm love. Gonna, and I, he'll drive you for I, free from I, now on. I, I just, I like hanging out with you, so... You no, know, you're very, he, you're very sweet. I enjoy your company also. I mean... Mm. So is this going to be a love mean? connection or not, man? I know, because I'm getting... I would I really mean, like to. I mean, I just, like I said, I, I'm living with someone. I'm trying to end it now, actually. But this may be, give me a reason to speed it up a little more. <laughs> now, now, I just want you to know that wow. he's going to have to charge you for this because you're past your wait time. All right? So, okay. so, <laughs> so now he's going to have to charge you for this, okay? You could have did this five minutes ago. All right? <laughs> the meter's running. Yes, it is. <laughs> My goodness. Well, I guess we've made a love connection, ladies and gentlemen. Guys. Well, good Thank luck, guys. You. Thank you. All right. Well, it's the Breakfast Club. It shoots your shot. Rumors are next.